Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Brian Appleby Weinberg, and the visceral vindicator himself, Joey Tartell. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. No matter what trumpet-related, trumpet-adjacent, or trumpet-centric information you seek, you've come to the right place, because the World Trumpet Federation is here for you. And sure, the Open Bell Podcast is here for you week in and week out. You're welcome. But we are more than just another pretty podcast. And in between those episodes, when you are really missing us the most, just think WTF. And then go to www.worldtrumpetfederation.com for all of your trumpeting needs. Blogs, videos, charts, and I'm sure there's some other stuff there too that will help you and your students be better and generally stop doing it wrong. And by Dylan Music. Make it a resolution. Make yourself a promise. Do something nice for yourself and for your students and get to Woodbridge, New Jersey, to the absolute epicenter of music stores. Since 1992, Dylan Music has been the go-to shop for professionals and teachers alike. And why, you ask? Well, I'm glad you did. Because Steve Dillon has an amazing inventory, a stellar location, and a killer team of people who really know their stuff. Jim McCombs is standing by to be your personal trumpet concierge. And Perry Sutton is standing by to help with all those custom needs to help you dial it all in. But hey, if you can't make the trip, no worries. We understand. Just pick up the phone and dial 732-634-3399 to have all of your questions answered. Dylan Music. Musicians helping musicians since 1992. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up a couple things, and no offense, we use these segments to vindicate, verify, and validate information that we believe is valuable for voracious trumpeters. Gentlemen, shall we? Each week, warming up is brought to you by Chopsaver, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dan Gosling. Now, I don't know if you guys have this problem, if you've encountered this, but Chop Saver has become popular in my house as well. Uh-oh. Right? Uh-oh. Okay. And sometimes it goes missing. Like just the other day, I realized that one of my new ones had been taken. So I sent a text to the family thread, and it said this. <laughs> oh, no. I, I don't know who I know you what are. You said. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have any money. <laughs> what I do what, have. What do you have? A very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired <laughs> over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. If you let my chops ever go now, <laughs> that'll be the end of it. I will not look for you. I will not pursue you. But if you don't, I will look for you. I will find you. And I will play Clark studies in your face for hours. <laughs> and Dan... <laughs> wow. In order to celebrate the return of my shop saver, has created a promo code for our friends here at the Open Bell Podcast. Promo code! Just go to www.shopsaver.com and use the promo code BELL for a 15% discount on your order. And now, a man who looks nothing like Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> what, ain't that the truth? Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> I was thinking, this is going to drop just. In the just as as February happens, right? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Brian's uh, off on the schedule. He doesn't understand the way this works. Today, today is drop date January twenty fourth. All right. Oh, cool. Nice. So it's just about the time when you've all folded on your New Year's resolutions <laughs> <laughs> that we told you not to make. Not yes. to make. And so I have a chance for you to redeem yourself. 
Pick up the cornet. Start practicing cornet every day. Oh, here we go. Is this like 100 days of cornet? It'll make everything. No, <laughs> oh. 365. <laughs> Hashtag 100 days lost, of conical. We've already lost 24 days. 100 days of conical. 100 That's days of conical. Right. Hashtag 300, 344 days. Are we taking Hashtag off? conical commitment. Is that it? <laughs> conical <laughs> commitment. In. It'll make you feel better. You'll be happier. Mm-hmm. You'll forget all about the 67 resolutions that you've already folded on. Mm-hmm. And you'll be fine. Just start playing cornet. It's your chance to redeem yourself. That's it. Wow. So, so that's well, the thing that's going to save everyone. That's going to save everybody. So people you are going to mental health check. Gonna, here's what gonna, I'm going to do. One, I'm gonna, have to go get a cornet. Yeah, they're going to have to like get an appropriate cornet mouthpiece. You're welcome. Yes. Uh, and, and then they uh-huh. have to start practicing it. Yep. I think I'm going to put this on a poster and uh, tape it to the Planet Fitness. On my way home. <laughs> Remember? Exactly. The parking lot is getting right. increasingly more spacious. Yes, it is. There's nobody there. Wow. Well, I mean, the month yeah. is almost over, as you're saying. So. Right. So, there you go. You know, Perfect. So you're a, thinking 11 months of cornet. 11 months January of cornet. is almost over. Yeah, and then you'll just, it'll be a habit then, and then you just keep going, and you'll be happy for the rest of your life. <laughs> there you go. I like the conical commitment. I think yeah. it's the way to go. Hashtag conical Hashtag commitment. Conical might, commitment. That's, that might be the way to go. We should have put that on the on the new hoodies. But oh, did well, we know? I mean, the next one. It's too late. Yeah. It's just way too late. That's pretty good. All right, Joey, what do you have for us? Please get us out of this. Uh, all right, I, I have this. Um, it's, it's audition season, right? So uh, mm-hmm. we've already heard our first round of entrance auditions for IU. We've had, already had placement auditions. People are auditioning for summer festivals. Uh, lots of people are getting ready to audition for college. And I, I want you to remember a few things, but primary among those things is this. It matters more how you play than what you play. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. Well said. I, I often hear people that are thinking, well, I need to play this piece because that piece is hard. And we've talked a little about this in the past, but having just gone through an entire day of auditions, I'm thinking, I, mm, I have a hard time telling how they play because they're struggling to try and make it through that piece. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So play something and here, you know, here at IU, if you walk in, the first thing I tell everybody, all right, you get to pick whatever you start with. So you know, all right, I'm going to start with this. It's not a trap. It's not a, t- it's a, it's a, we want to hear you sound your best. We want good mm-hmm. students. We've talked about this before. It matters how you play more than what you play. You guys have thoughts on this? Absolutely. Like to the extent that I don't have an audition list here. Right. We like, don't either. There, yeah. We don't have anything that's mandatory. We give Bring me your stuff. best stuff, stuff you're going to be comfortable playing. Put your best foot forward. Here we go. Yeah. I mean, you want to hear your best stuff and you get to choose it. And um, we, we have the rule here. I want to hear something fast. I want to hear something slow. Yeah, so we do ask for, it, generally speaking, give us something technical, something lyrical. Yeah. And, you know, but we, we want to hear who you are as a musician. There are so places I, so with very specific, very specific lists. There yes, are. like you must a, play these things. Hashtag 100 Days of Onager. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, uh, there are definitely places. Every, uh, we've talked about that before. Yeah, where someone will walk in and they'll play like three things. And I'm like, so you're auditioning at so-and-so. And they're like, yeah, how'd you know? Because that's their list. <laughs> that's their list. And I'm like, well, then they put that together for everything. But I'm telling you, it's worth it to work on more music to show off your best stuff rather than just what people require of you. Yeah, Agree. That's, that's what I'm saying. Wholeheartedly. Yeah, and if you're playing your stuff, you know, and, you, you know going in what you're going to play. Have, the, have it determined ahead of time, right? Yeah. 
dialed know, in. Know how you're going to play the list and what order you're going to play the list. And if someone says, well, what do you have for us today? Announce it in that order. Because mm -hmm. chances are you're going to get to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So, That's what yeah, we want. Part of the plan. Just that simple. It is. So, I don't want to make it any more complicated than that. That's what I've got. Bill, what do you got for us this evening? I love this. I'm just going to repeat it again the way you said it. I liked it. It matters more how you play than what you play. Yes. That's <laughs> well what I'm saying. Said. That's awesome. You're welcome. That's a little long for a shirt. Sure. Conical sure. commitment it's, is a stretch. It could be a hashtag. It could be a hashtag. Yes. It's a long hashtag, we'll work too. that out. 100 I days think that's of good. how you play, not what you play. 100 days of how. <laughs> There it is. How, how, not what. 100 days. <laughs> Good Lord. Outstanding. Uh, well, I have, I have an exciting day coming tomorrow because I'm going to be shooting some video and recording some etudes. Uh-oh. Right. Uh, any yeah. etudes we've ever heard of before? Yes, as a matter of fact. The uh, excerpts from the, uh, this is the part you're going to like, 26 Contemplative Studies for Trumpet, uh, book one, and, and little sneak peek. Uh-oh. There's a couple from book two that I'm going to record oh, too. Oh wow! Mm -hmm. Wow! Mm -hmm. Those don't mm -hmm. those don't look pretty yet. Those are still in your handwriting. Uh, they definitely do not look pretty in their current state. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they're going to look pretty soon. Yeah, but uh, I'm going to record a couple of new ones as well. So uh, going to use oh. media company out of Philly is going to come out and do some shoot, and they've got some really cool ideas about how we're going to do this. So can't wait to see and how where it turns are you out. doing this do you have the hall at the school in parmer hall yep doing it right here in the concert hall how do you get your own oh my gosh i'm jealous that's such I, a gorgeous room that you can get what i did just saying and it might help you oh, i please i'm always yelled, looking for help i yelled to the outer office to kelly see i, I don't have an outer office i just have and a, I, a trumpet I yelled room. out and i said hey kelly could i get the hall on this date and then she yelled back yes it's open done like, great that's, and then that was how that's I did not it. quite how it works here. Oh, <laughs> it's more it's difficult little, at it's IU. A, it's, a, it's a little different. A little more, <laughs> a little more steps in the process. And, and, and the halls are, are are they're fairly busy. Uh, well, one of my students, we, you know, it's re recitals going to happen this semester, and uh, he came in and said, "Okay, I, I, I've signed up for time. I want to make sure it's okay with you." I said, "Sure. When is it?" And he told me, and it's a Monday night at 10 p.m. That's when he could get it. And yeah. I said, uh, seriously? And he said, 10 p.m. is pretty much all that's left. This was the first day of the semester. Wow. But he's a junior, so the way they the way they do it is like, you know, grad students get to go first, and then, you know, they kind of work their way oh, down. Right. And so, you know, seniors, by the time we get to juniors, yeah, that's pretty much what's available right now is 10 p.m. Mm. recitals. Perfect. So, yeah, Monday night, 10 p.m. That... Sounds a little North Texas-like. Yeah, and, and and so if faculty are saying, hey, I'd like to do this little project here, they're like, um, ha <laughs> Not so much. Ab about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I did pick a day that usually there's not a lot of traffic in there, and uh, so I kind of got lucky, but yeah, we'll do it in Parmer Hall. That's awesome. How many are you, yeah. how many are you doing? Uh, I have six ready to go. Four from okay. the first book and then two two of the new ones. So we'll we'll kind of see how much time we have and and all that, so... Are you going to which A2, which A2s now, they are? Well, before we get to that, I mean, uh -huh. we want to know which they are. We want to know what horns you're playing. So everything on the old, in the first book, everything's on B flat. And the but, two that but, I, what, what, flugelhorn, what? cornet? No, 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 all B flat trumpet. Just B flat trumpet. Just B flat That's trumpet. That's what I'm asking. Book. Yeah, but the two it's that I picked simple. from the new book, cornet, both of them. Oh, look at that. I love it. Yeah. I'm in. And the two Can't new ones. the new book comes out. 
Locust Point, Joey, which, as you know, is the reference was the center That's of the, the third movement of uh, uh, second, yeah, second movement second of your movement. Uh, of your suite. Yes, and then uh, the other one is Yorkshire. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, look at the that cornet melody I this wrote for is Neil. Great. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, so should be fun. I'm looking Beautiful. forward to hearing interesting. and seeing that. Right. So You're when does this video. all come out? When does this all come out? Uh, I'm not sure when they'll get when they'll be done with post and all that and. Mm-hmm. Be able to get them up online. Well, that's sure. exciting. It is exciting. Yeah. I'm ready. We want pictures tomorrow. Be cool. Be oh true. yeah, we'll see if we can get some of those too. Yeah, send us some send updates. Some in uh, really in process. All right, boys, it's game time. Uh oh. Oh no. It's been a minute since we've played five second rule. <laughs> five second rule. The five second rule is when I give you five seconds to name three of something. So five times three, we have to do fifteen things. Sure. <laughs> My brain hurts. I, I wait, was is told. Five, is it five to the third? I was told there would be no math. Right. I was told there would be You no don't know math. your exponents? Come on. No. <laughs> I had to clear those out to make room for something else. No, you didn't. There's no, plenty no, no. of room. There's not enough room. There's always room. So uh, anyway, I try to make this, you know, I try to tailor these to you guys, but I try to make them fair. So they're just equally, do you know what I'm saying? Both of you have the same kind of chance to succeed. Which is succeed. zero. No yeah. shot. No, we know that math. The chance no. we have, zero. Yes. <laughs> that math we're be, good at. Some of these are very trumpety and some of them are not. But I think you guys are going to do great. No shot. I think it's going to be awesome. <laughs> okay. All right, we're going to start out nice and easy. Brian. Who's up first? You're going to go first. Uh, okay. You have five seconds. Are you ready? No. He's not ready. Come on. He's not very fast on his feet, is he? <laughs> no. He's, he's still wearing ready. a tie. This is not news. <laughs> Why are you wearing a tie? I he's, a look ch- the he's, part. A cha- he's a chair now. He wears ties. Yeah, look the part. I've been here in the building since 7 a.m. That's not su- okay. Wearing a sweater. It's now 9 p.m. Yeah. Joey's wearing a tank top. Yeah. It's All not right. shorts. <laughs> I don't wear tank tops. <laughs> I am in shorts. That's Come on. The, vi- the visual of that is this, this podcast, the numbers are going to go right through the roof. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right, Brian, are you ready? Five-second rule. You ready? Okay. All right. Name three types of valve oil. Uh, burp. Um, <laughs> wow, Bach and Yamaha. Wow. That was a fold. That's that a terrible fold. Terrible fold. 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 No, can fold. I steal? Zero points. Yes, yes no Joe, points. you can steal. And how about Hetman, Alcas, yeah, Hetman. Zaja? Oh, Zaja. Blue juice. There's a blast from the past. I love Zaja. I, I do too. The, they, I, I kind of. I don't think they're making it as much anymore. But that was good I don't oil. Think they make it at all? Like, yeah. I, but the French you, vanilla. Oh yeah. The French vanilla was the one. Bottle, I still have two bottles of bacon here in the office. Yeah, that, oh was, that was good too. Yeah. Although yeah, I had a student that used the chocolate scented one. That weirded no. me out. The like liquid, no. oily yeah. chocolate was. <laughs> Come in gross. and start playing and be like, no. Oh. It smells yeah. like chocolate. Although I, I did use the bacon on my sea trumpet and kind of forgot about it. And then the next morning came in, <laughs> put down my B flat, picked up the seat, took a breath, and was like, oh my gosh, what just happened? <laughs> and I'm and I'm hungry. Hungry right. again. Yeah, Zaja oil. Man, I oh. miss that stuff. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, I'm on the burp now Terrible. all the time. I'm on the burp. Which one? Two or three? Two. I went to three. Well, I, Hetman's been really hard to find. He retired. So you know oh, it's a New Jersey it was a New Jersey company, right? I did mm. not know that. Yeah. Makes sense. So retired or something? Makes sense retired I couldn't him. come up with it. I know how things are in Jersey. <laughs> Makes sense that he couldn't. <laughs> just couldn't pull that name up. God, All right, Joey, round one. It's your turn. All right. Name three types of straight mute. 
uh, Trump Corps, uh, Dennis Wick, and uh, Humes and Berg. Wow. No Joe Rowell. You just went Humes and Berg. Tom I Crown. went old school. Or old for school. you, school. School. Thank you. <laughs> that was just for you. Always going to be funny. <laughs> it's always true. Always funny. That was too easy. I thought See? valve oil was easier. I told you. you. twice. I was going to ease you guys into this. Bold. All right, Brian, you ready? No. Round two. Name three brass bands from Yorkshire. <laughs> Brighouse and Rastrick, Lindley, and Black Dyke. That sounded like four, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I don't even know if that's right. So no, he's I'm, correct. I actually correct. know all of them. I'm, I'm sure he. Yes. I'm sure he's right. I don't have any idea. Yeah, B and R, Brighouse and Rastrick. That was his. And Lindley too. He played in both yep. of those. Yep. You never did play with Dyke, though, right? I I have sat in with Dyke before. <gasps> did yeah. you re- in rehearsal or on a gig? In rehearsal, they were doing a recording, and Didn't then they were rehearsing afterwards. And so I've sat next to Roger Webster. Wow! It was a really interesting experience. If you ever watch Black Dyke play, um, Nick um, Childs gives like for big chords, he gives this huge downbeat, and about ten minutes later, the band starts oh, like orchestra. The rebound. It was. Uh, the late, this is what, the interesting part of when I go play with orchestras, though, always in the rehearsal, I have to spend the first chart figuring out how late the orchestra plays. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, let's see, let's see, let's see. So far, the latest orchestra I've ever played with is St. Louis. Like, really? I sat down and they gave the downbeat, and I was like, like, hitched twice before I had to play the first note. I'm like, wow, yeah. are we, we going to get this going here or not? And you're like, you know? uh, what time yeah. zone are we in out here? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, I love that we landed, this question landed us on wagging. Um, <laughs> Wagger! I actually, right. I actually got wagging questions after that podcast where we talked so much about the wagging. <laughs> I did. I had, I had Messenger. People got Excellent. me in Messenger with wagging That's questions. Funny. It's yeah. great. And you answered them, didn't you? Of course of I did. Because yeah, you're I'm a wagger. Just, I'm just trying to be helpful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just trying to make, if you're going to wag, you must well do right. All right, Joey, this is the uh, your equivalent question. Brian okay. had brass bands. This is for Joey, round two. Name three U.S. cities with populations under 200,000 with unionized orchestras. <laughs> under 200,000? <laughs> what? He's going to nail this. Hold on. I need more than five seconds. <laughs> and time. <laughs> <laughs> no points. No points for you. That was, hold on. I didn't even understand the question. Under 200,000 with a unionized orchestra? Is that what you just said? I think yeah. that's what I said, yeah. Uh, I'm calling garbage on that. So. You're welcome to take a run at it, but you've already lost. It. There's no points. Well, there's no points. I mean, it's all about it's all about the points. And I totally made up the numbers. I did no research on that whatsoever. So you don't even know if I answer this if it's oh true. My God, I would have no clue. Unionized orchestras. I think Evansville would fall into. Yeah, that. Evansville. Definitely. Oh, there you go. Uh, right. That would be well, one that's close by. Let's hammer Akron. this out. What's that? Akron. Akron, Ohio. Akron Symphony. And probably Ann Arbor. No, Ann Arbor's. No, yeah, Toledo. Arbor. What about Toledo? That's more than 200,000 people, isn't is it? it? How big is Toledo? I don't, I don't know. know Population Toledo of Toledo? Is. I don't know. Hold on. Oh, box there they go. Go to the box go to the, of knowledge. Go to the box of knowledge. <laughs> Toledo population? Mm-hmm. Uh, 268,000. Oh, nope. Right out. <laughs> right out. <laughs> no points. No points. Yeah, that's All a right. ridiculous question. I'm, I'm You're welcome. Lodge a complaint with the commission. All right. I think you should do that. <laughs> Round three. Brian. Okay. Name three vegan breakfast foods. <laughs> Just egg, Beyond Sausage, <laughs> and uh, granola with almond milk. Oh, there we go. Everything right, has to so be a qualifier. Here's the thing. Just. That's actually incorrect because none of that qualifies as food. 
<laughs> Granola, I would have accepted, but you had to throw yeah. almond milk on <laughs> there. So yeah. it's right out. Right out. Yeah. It's so right that's out. actually, that's zero points. You went All over right. three. All right, Joey, your oh. question in this round, similar, I think of similar difficulty level. Name three U.S. presidents who served between <laughs> 1926 and 1940. <laughs> I Wait, have a he feeling, can do those. He can do on. these. I, think this I know. Is, I think this is fixed. <laughs> I think no, there's a problem here. I think these are pretty much the same. <laughs> the same. <laughs> well, that FDR's time, wasn't it? Well, 26 was Calvin Coolidge. Okay. You're welcome. And then what? I don't know. You don't have them memorized? No. Uh, not all the year. I don't do. See, I thought he would have too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he would have been like, oh, I'm yeah, shocked. no problem. Uh, Calvin book, Coolidge, book, book. FDR, and uh, whatever. But there might not be four in that amount of time because uh, FDR not, yeah. was there forever. Yep. The question was meant to sound confusing and unanswerable. It is unanswerable. <laughs> right. But Brian nailed <laughs> the vegan food, so he gets. No, it's not food, so it doesn't count. <laughs> I don't know. I think name three U.S. presidents who served between 26 and 40 is probably a manageable. No, name three U.S. presidents who served between 1926 and 1940. You heard the four at the end. He's looking now. Well, I know Calvin Coolidge was 1926 because my dad was born in 26. Oh, I know that. Everyone knows that. (laughs) Everybody knows that. Read the book. 1926, Calvin uh-huh. Coolidge. Oh, Herbert Hoover, then FDR. Oh, there you go. So there you, are only three. You might have. I had FDR. Had, yeah. So. All right. All right. All right, Brian, your turn. Okay. Your turn in the frying pan. And I think this is a this is a maybe your hardest question. Name three numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Seven, thirty-two, and C. Yes. <laughs> Hold well, on. These, Hold on. Say, your answer contained 7C. <laughs> I just want so to point he, that out. That's right. right. So he's out. That's right disqualifying. Out. You're disqualified from the whole exactly. game. I'm Which winning by default. You didn't need to be default. because Joey's going to kill this next question. And yeah, I'm going to kill you for writing this next question. According to the 2021 U.S. tax law, name three <laughs> possible deductions on your Schedule C that will not trigger an audit. <laughs> um, let's see. Kids, he knows income, these. And beating the crap out of Bill Stone. <laughs> Definitely won't trigger an audit. That will not trigger an audit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I do deduct that. You know, the right. energy it takes, I deduct that yes. when I beat the crap out of Bill Stoneman. <laughs> okay, Brian, this is your last question. Oh, my gosh, again? Yep. Name three colors in the rainbow. <laughs> Yellow, blue, no, I mean green. Oh, <laughs> Out, <laughs> out, and you're, and you're out. <laughs> All right, and Joey, your final question, which I think is about the same difficulty level. Yeah, sounds reasonable. <laughs> Name three Canadian prime ministers known for supporting the arts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. So, what's the guy's name? Justin uh, Trudeau. 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 <laughs> let's go. Trudeau and Trudeau are two. <laughs> They're two Trudeaus. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they support the arts, but <laughs> I don't oh. know either. <laughs> oh, good work, boys. I knew that would go well. Yeah, wow, that, that was, was awesome. And the thing I like about this game that. is that the listeners also get to participate. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. People I'm sure they're jumping right in with those tax jump, laws. Yeah, the tax law thing I think is good. Our accountant and, fan base was all over that yes. Schedule C question. And who who doesn't keep track of Canadian prime ministers, especially those that support the arts? Obviously. That's 
primary among what we're looking for in a prime minister. <laughs> All right, boys, time for a couple things. You know that bumper never gets old. <laughs> just I just gonna like put it one. out there. I, I do, do like, like it. I do. I'm I just like saying. It. I'm just saying. I think every once in a while it's worthwhile to mention that. Sure. Uh, look, everyone knows the household names of trumpet. In fact, we've even done an episode on determining if certain artists are famous trumpet, famous trumpet, well known, or local cats. And since the title "Trumpet Unknown" seems very negative, we're gonna go with the unsung heroes of trumpet. The players that we love and admire and think you really need to know about. So, a warning to our listeners, please don't feel bad about yourselves when you don't recognize these names, because that's kind of our goal, to send you down the rabbit hole. Okay, boys, let's illuminate some very deserving people and send our listeners down that rabbit hole with a pretty major listening assignment. Yeah, so let's be clear about this. These are names you may have heard of some. Yes. Probably not all, and depending on what you listen to, you might go, well, of course, but do people not know? We're telling you these are names that I have regularly said to either friends, colleagues, students, and they're like, who? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. Wow. You should really know this. These are, you know, uh, very, very popular. Just today, I had a student come in who is working on, um, uh, wow, uh, Shane's. Like he wants to do Shane's, right? Mm-hmm. Which is a gigantic pain in the butt solo. Yes. And I said, yes. have you listened to this? Um, no, it wasn't Shane's. Now I'm trying to remember. Wow, that solo's out of my head. Doesn't remember. But I said, are you listening to this? Yes. Who did you hear? Well, I listened to Phil Smith. But here's the thing. That recording isn't on Spotify and isn't here. You actually have to have the recording. And I said, yeah, right. That's why you buy recordings. (laughs) I said, right, but this is not what what most most students are doing today. They're hopping online and seeing what's available. And this one, now I'm trying to remember what solo was, couldn't be found that way. And this student is saying, "Oh, this this is this is how it goes. Like this this is the way everyone mm-hmm. should be hearing that. So it's one of those you might hear some of these names, and it's a kind of if you know, you know, right? Because the people who have heard of this, you know, have already heard of these people. Are like, well, of course. But I'm telling mm-hmm. you, a lot of people are going to say, I've never heard that name before. Yeah, right? and this there there are names on here. When you brought some of these up as we were working on this, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Don't know the name or. Mm-hmm. Heard maybe heard it in passing, but don't really know much about the player. So sure, it's a great great list. All right, Brian, you want to get us started here? Oh yeah, so so it's a it's a top ten list, and we're going of course traditional traditionally from uh, ten to one. Uh, The first one is Ray Crisera. Right, and for those of you who may have heard of Ray Crisera, we most uh, people of my age know him because he was the trumpet teacher at the University of Texas late in his career. So, excuse me kind of know him as a trumpet teacher and was a great trumpet teacher. Great. So teacher. what happens is here's what gets lost. Ray Crisera played in the NBC orchestra at a time where playing in the NBC orchestra meant you come into work and like, all right, so TV was all live in those days. So you come in the morning and like, all right, here's what we're doing tonight. It's going to be this show and then that show and then this yes. show. Here's the music. Let's rehearse it. And then that night you perform that all live. Mm-hmm. So, oh, unbelievable wide variety of styles versatility all that kind of stuff you know this was uh you know arturo tuscanini was the conductor of this and uh, evidently ran this with kind of an iron fist and yes he, he was yeah. the princ- and he was the principal trumpet but he was also uh principal trumpet of the metropolitan opera mm. 
appointed when he was 19. Right, yeah. as a kid, like coming yeah. out of the Army or something, right? Do well, I have that you know, correctly? But he's yes. an Ernest Williams guy. He went to the Ernest Williams School of Music. Yeah. Which the, the track record of that school and the players that came out of there was sure. pretty yeah. amazing. We may need to talk about that at some point because... Oh, yeah. That's a, that is, that's phenomenal true. Phenomenal people that... It is kind of outrageous. You know, guys came out of there at young ages and, and won jobs. You yeah. Know? So, you know, it, it's one of those names where you might think, oh, yeah, didn't he teach at Texas? Hold on. Take a step back. Mm -hmm. Yes, he did, but... Like, he did. And, and that's, by itself, what he did at Texas as an educator is remarkable. But as a player, NBC mm -hmm. Orchestra met... I mean, out there just doing it and doing it all. Like playing the NBC Orchestra at that time was doing everything. Yep. That was like a symphony job and a Pops Orchestra job and a, like a big band job all, like all rolled into one, not knowing day to day what was coming up that night. Yeah. I, bet, I bet he didn't find playing for Tuscany that difficult. He was a graduate of, graduate of Michigan where Ravelli conducted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he probably thought, that's, that's all you got? Oh, <laughs> this old softy? <laughs> work is, yeah. <laughs> Piece of cake. <laughs> What could possibly He's go a wrong? teddy bear. <laughs> He's a teddy bear. He's a total teddy bear. Um, I'm glad you put him on the list because this yeah, is, yeah. A, and this is a few other ones that are here tonight too that we we have looked at as teachers who are known in modern day as teachers, but people who had, you know, who have really contributed a great deal and just by being an artist first. Yeah, and foremost, I did. So. I did meet Ray Crisera. I don't know mm. if I've told this story here. Um, I was a senior in high school. It's time to like look at colleges, and I actually thought to myself, okay, I'm definitely going to audition at some conservatories, but boy, Ray Crosera's at the University of Texas, and I live an hour away. Right. I, I'm pretty sure I can get into the University of Texas and study with Ray Crosera. It'd be awesome. So right. I called to see if I could come up and audition, of course, and it was like a Saturday morning. So I show up, knock on his door, comes in, what would you like to play? And so I played... Uh, I was leading off all my auditions with Brandenburg because I had that <laughs> yeah. totally together, right? Mm -hmm. So I start the third movement of Brandenburg, play the first three lines of that, and he says, okay, um, where else are you auditioning? <laughs> and, I was, and I was not prepared for that question. It was the mm. first audition I took. It was early, and it was close to home, so I could just drive up. And I said, what? And he says, I'm going to assume this isn't the only school you're looking at. Um, so where else? And I told him. He says, okay, so what do you got to the big horns? Uh, all right, let's take you through. Let's play that. Okay, come to And it gave me like an hour and a half lesson. Oh, yeah. And mm. I thought, okay, this guy's awesome. He goes, okay, all right, well, great to see you. All right, I'll be in touch. Called me on the phone. I answered the phone in my house, like, in April. Hi, this is Raymond Crusader. Call me here. He said, text me, speak with Joey, please. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Ray Crusader's calling me on the phone. And, he, <laughs> and, he, and his first question was, how did your auditions go in New York? Right. Yeah, and I told him, well, you know, I did get into Juilliard. He's like, oh, congratulations, that's great. I know you're going to do great there. You know, I wish you really mm -hmm. well. Yeah, that is awesome. That's fascinating. You know, not even like a, you know, really. Yeah, you're not going to like that. Did you? Uh, you should come did you, to Texas. Did you ever have the chance to kind of circle back then and talk to him later? No, again? I never saw him after that. Oh wow! Never, yeah. I never got to see him after. Yeah. So curious. Yeah. But what Isn't a great that awesome man, that know? even he was recruiting and talking to students and making calls. Yeah, of course. Oh, nobody yeah. is above knew how to do the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing he was doing the, the job great. Because right after yeah. that, you know, going in, you know, Craig Morris went up there, uh, studied with him through his undergrad, and I know Al Hood was there for doing a graduate degree. Yeah. Oh. You know, very cool. Great. Yeah, you deserves know? the recognition, no doubt yeah, about that. But I don't yeah. think he kind of comes in. We don't think of him as a player, but boy, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure how many recordings are out of that kind of stuff. But you know, you're playing in the Met, you're playing the NBC Orchestra of those times. You're playing. Yeah. yeah. 
playing with Frank Sinatra, Liza Minnelli. It's not bad. Yeah. Names. Oh, yeah. That's a good start. That's Beautiful. a good That's start. A, the All bar right, so the, is high on the way in here. All right. The next one is the one I know least about. Right. Bill, you right. threw this one in. I so, did, yeah. So let's talk Joan Hind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I went looking, you know, when we knew we were going to do this podcast, and I, uh, and actually I think I found Joan Hind when I was looking for some uh, a Jeopardy topic for the show. <laughs> like, you know. Sure. Um, and just trying to make come up with something obscure, and then found some recordings. Uh, BBC Radio Orchestra was a cabaret performer. Never really yeah. broke into the TV thing too much, but please go check out videos of her playing. She's got this sort of super sweet Harry James almost kind of stylistic thing going. And well, and she was of course a cornet. She started on cornet. Of course, yeah. you had to bring because that she's up. British. Yeah. You had to you had to bring the cornet. The sweet, beautiful sound. There it is. That's probably why we <laughs> like it so much, right? Yeah. It yeah. is. So, Brian, did you really have much knowledge of Joan? No, zero. Before we talked about it? Zero. Yeah. I mean, completely yeah. unknown to me, but a really great find. Um, definitely someone to, to check out and listen to. Right. And, and, looking, and looking up, at one time she had the uh, only female broadcast of the Haydn Trumpet Concerto, right? Oh. <laughs> like, check that wow. out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at a time, you know, and unfortunately, you know, we still struggle with the gender part of this. Mm -hmm. But to be a, a female trumpet player was itself its own little thing. And, mm -hmm. you know, she's not on the list because she uh, because she's a woman. She's on the list because we just don't know that much about her. And she was great. Yeah. And her playing was was really, I mean, really astounding, wonderful. astounding, yeah. astounding playing. But, you know, not just doing the kind of commercial soloistic stuff like she's out there doing the solo lit as well. Mm -hmm. Pretty yep. amazing. Pretty amazing stuff. And a big personality, a like a big personality too. There, there was one clip where there was she was doing this thing with a singer where she walks into the hall and plays and sort of interrupts the show, you know. And it's just full on bravura kind of playing. Yeah, it's a real show, just, a real showstopper. Uh, yeah, yeah, real entertainer. A, a trumpet player who's going to make it about the show. I've never heard I know, of such right? a thing. <laughs> I can't. Be, I can't really. Isn't that things. crazy? Yeah, that's Absolutely awesome. Crazy. But that that's a great call. That's a great call. Cool. Uh, so the next one is one you're going to know the name, but especially as a teacher, but this is one of these people that we agreed needs to be on the list as a player. Gets oh, a ton yeah. of credit as a teacher, no but deserves the amount of credit as a player, and that's Vince Panzarella. Oh, yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Philly native. How about that? Yep. Oh, he's a Philly boy. I didn't realize this. Yeah. yeah. But Philly native, Curtis grad, uh, numerous teaching accolades, of course. But, again, we have him here as a player. New York Phil, um, the Met. Principal mm -hmm. in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He did the American premiere of L'Histoire with Stravinsky conducting. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I spent a, I spent a week with him in, in uh, northern Minnesota. Belk met him. We, he did a class at Belk School when Belk was teaching up in, oh, oh, up wow. in Duluth. Duluth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, he had he had just had eye surgery. So, I mean, I was up there working at this camp and uh, and he was up there because his wife was working at the camp and he needed somebody to drive him around because he didn't, you know, to get around because she was working. And then I wasn't doing a lot at the camp. I was supposed to be teaching and playing. And so we did a bunch of playing together and I drove him around. We had meals together and uh, it was very cool. And he talked about that performance with Stravinsky, said he he was doing the triumphal march. I don't know what I've said this in the 
on the no. podcast before. Mm. So he said it was fascinating. He said he's in rehearsal with Stravinsky, and he does the trample mark. And Stravinsky stops the orchestra. He says, "Stop." He said, "What all this?" And uh, and <laughs> Fransrell looks up. He said, "Maestro, what, do you, what would you like?" He said, "No, taka taka, da da da." Yes. <laughs> really? Yep. Slur it all. So you're saying Bernstein yes. is is Bill's boy. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love this. Yeah. Why, how did that get lost? No, with Stravinsky. It was Stravinsky. It wasn't Bernstein. Sorry. Yeah, I turned names around. Yeah. yeah. Well, you just uh, assume stylistically that that's what it should be. Yeah. Well, oh, if that was the, marked over it. If that was the premiere and that's how wait. it was played, why aren't we, we playing like that now if that's what I the composer wanted? No idea. Oh, I can't wait to do this again. He said I slurred the whole thing. What horn did he play? Did you ask him what horn he played it on? I didn't. No, because people still like to argue about that too. Yeah, oh man, didn't. I slurred the whole thing. Yep. Vince Penzarella. <laughs> <laughs> now that's going to go on Bill's T-shirt. That's on my T-shirt. <laughs> okay, that's, that's the kind of backing story. I've been looking for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great what... player. He had great stories about sitting next to Phil Smith too. Sure. Um, and he could he could really play. He was retired when when I when I met him, and he was. Um, he was just warming up for the class and doing these triplet things up and above high C and back down to low G and just like effortlessly up and down the horn, no problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and just you know, he wasn't working. He talked about throwing students' mouthpieces away. He kept he kept a coffee can with a padded coffee can outside no, heard, his window. I heard stories about this. He actually confirmed that he did he, this. He did. It, it always he, sounded like urban legend stuff. He would take like a. a <laughs> He took Monette mouthpieces from students oh, no. and oh, threw no. them out the window, you know, into this coffee can. But Beautiful. like students like in tears, like that's 250 bucks or whatever. Oh, yeah, I told yeah. you to get rid of that mouthpiece. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love that. Yeah. And then at the end of the lesson, he would pull it back out because it was in the Very bottom sick. of the coffee can. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah incredible in character. reading about him a little bit, I read that when he, when he first, well, I think it was Jacobs told him uh, to go you know, go take a lesson with John Ware or Nat Prager. Do you know that name? Yeah, sure. sure. Okay. Yeah, so and he goes, Jacobs or Herseth, when I was told him, just flip a coin. <laughs> so when he called and asked for a lesson, he's like, how did you get my name? And he said, well, they told me to flip a coin and <laughs> I might get a lesson. <laughs> Ware is like, no, hung up. <laughs> no. great. Why are you calling me? <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't tell them that. Yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah, super really nice. Yeah, and boy, he plays. Man, he played great. Right, and the orchestral Brian. career and solo career. I mean, that's just it's remarkable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not to overlook the teaching because there's a guy yeah, right. who has cranked out. Major right, and students. I think that's anybody who knows that name now thinks right the teacher, the teacher. Right. Yeah, because you know, uh, being a great player doesn't always. As we've talked about many times, great playing and great teaching are different skill sets. So there's not a one to one. Yeah, one mm-hmm. doesn't make or discount the other. But somebody like that who really had both is, is really both. astounding. Yeah. Uh, and Brian, you're, he's your guy. He was scouted by the Cardinals and Tigers. Yeah. Baseball. Yes, he's a yeah. baseball, baseball, baseball player. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really cool dude. Isn't that funny? Like the same the same drive, discipline, attention to detail, all those things, right? Yeah. Yeah, but if he could <laughs> like... just hit a curveball, we wouldn't know his name at all. <laughs> <laughs> could not hit a curve. <laughs> Are you trying to say Vince Penzarella can't hit a curveball? No, I'm saying Brian can't out. hit a curveball. <laughs> oh, Brian, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to. Everybody always made a mistake. You just wait for their mistake. <laughs> that only works through college. Once yeah. you get to AAA, they don't make oh, the same they mistakes. They don't make mistakes. Gosh. 
Yeah. That's oh, good. That's hysterical. <sighs> that's All right. Cool. All right, Brian, moving right, on. One. Oh, yeah. So number seven. Yeah. Uh, Tony Cadlick. Yeah, no, I see. Yeah. I want to make sure we included somebody, at least one current player. Mm-hmm. And those of you who know, you're like, come on, everybody knows Tony Cadlick. They don't. Yep. Because Tony is he's based out of New York, and he's one of those people that plays everything. Like Literally this guy, everything. This he guy is, he's a he's a great lead player. He's a great jazz player. He's a great trumpet player. He's a great musician, and he's a little bit of a cheater. Because the last time, this <laughs> <laughs> have been a couple of years ago, we were doing a trumpet festival together, and we were both like guest solos with the jazz band parts. So we're kind of trading off. So we get to the rehearsal, and I'm doing some old old things, some new things that my friends wrote, some old Maynard things that kind of show off and do the crazy stuff. You know what Tony did? He wrote all his own charts. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cheater. <laughs> and of course, they're great, he and he wrote. sounds like a million yeah. bucks. Yeah. And I'm like, awesome. you know, I'm like, Tony, you know that's cheating. He's like, oh, I don't know. I kind of, you know, and very down-to-earth, you know, actually normal, humble guy. He's but one of the nicest people you'll meet. Yeah. But this guy's played with everybody. I mean, you, you know, if you've watched the Tonys on TV, you've probably heard him play. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, he's yeah, recorded f- with like Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson. You know, and I go play Ella pop orchestras all over the country. And yeah. uh, there was a, I remember, this was a long time ago. It was the New York Voices were doing something. And they'd done this big band album and they were taking it with some pop orchestras and they were with Boston. And uh, I, I knew a lot of the vocal jazz people. And so when they came through Indianapolis, I was playing this show. And the book all the lead and all the jazz was in the lead trumpet book. So if you just hire one person to put it there. And I'm like, wow, God, who's been playing this book? This is crazy. Like this. So, so I was talking with them at the, like, oh, great to see you. We're just catching up. And it was like, good hang and everything. They said, yeah, it was really a lot of fun. We started off doing this thing in Boston. I said, hey, so do you know who was playing trumpet? They're like, oh, yeah, Tony Cadillac. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes that sense. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yep. I didn't know he went up to Boston, but I think he's from up there. So he's from Boston, kid. yeah. Yeah, he's from up there. But yeah. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, yeah. He's an amazing player and a super nice guy and literally can play anything. Right. And one of those guys that chances are, if you're listening to this, you probably have heard him. You just didn't know it was him. You might not yeah. know it was him. Right. Yeah. He, he's one of those guys that's in New York doing everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that he, he went to school. Not, I want to correct myself. There, he yeah, went to school not, in Boston. Oh, that's right. He went to Berkeley, yeah. right? Yeah, I but if you're he not to, in New York, Boston, New England Conservatory. NEC. He went, he went to, to NEC. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, but he's yeah. born in Bing, born in Bing, Binghamton. Right, mm. but unless you know, unless you are are paying attention or you happen to know, he's not one of those big flashy names that you hear out of New York or L.A. Right, right. but he's in that league. So and like, he sort of has a. If you know, you know. But if you if you don't, you're like. Tony, how would I know that? He's now, very he does unassuming. have his own big band album coming out pretty soon. Yep. Mm. He just recently announced, so go go buy that. He has sort of an unconventional setup, and um, it's but his playing is outrageous. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I, outrageous. I remember the first time I saw him play. Uh, I didn't know his name. It was John Fetchock's big band. Oh, yeah. This was well, yeah. a couple of decades ago. And so I know John Fetchock, and uh, so I'm watching... You know, watching the band, listening to the band, I'm like, wow, man, that lead player just sounds like a million bucks. <laughs> like, who is that? I need to, I need to go talk to him. Because, you know, like, when I hear somebody great, I want to go, like, I want to meet yeah, him. I want to know. I want to go sure. be friends, right? Yeah. They're like, all right, uh, we're going to feature our lead trumpet player. We're going to bring him on down front here. And uh, this is Tony Cadlick. I'm like, oh, Tony Cadlick. Okay, I need to know that name. All right, comes down. What's he going to play? And, like, a total jazz trumpet feature. I'm like, <laughs> holy crap. 
oh my he, gosh, he's he a jazz player. Yeah, he can do all that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, like, it was like my brain didn't quite process it at the time because, <laughs> yeah. you know, so many times, you know, there's that big line between guys who can really play lead and guys who can really play jazz. And that's blurred a lot over the decades. But watching him on that show, I'm like, oh my, look at that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I did go up afterwards because I knew John. I'd want to introduce myself, just say hi. I'm like, hey, listen, I just want to say hi. And I thought that was amazing. Sounds great. So. Very but yeah, he, he needs guy. to be on there, and, and more people need to know, yeah, just mm-hmm. how great he is. Mm-hmm. All right, Joe, you got the next one too, and oh, this I'm, is a new one to me. I'm so happy to have this one. Um, if you don't know the name Joe Wilder, yep. you need to. Um, Joe Wilder uh, was, as he passed away a couple of years ago. Um, well, uh, another person who played with everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like Jimmy Lunsford's band, uh, Dizzy Gillespie's band, Count Basie band. I think he was in the NBC <laughs> Orchestra for a while as well. Um, also performed with the New York Phil. Uh, he's done everything. Uh, so he was really like a <laughs> jazz player, but he was a great trumpet player. And I, I, the first time I got a phone call to play with the Smithsonian band, they were trying out lead players. So they gave me a call. Here's what we're doing. We'd like to come out and do this weekend. The trumpet section is going to be blah, 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 and blah, 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 who are two people I knew. It was Tom Williams, who I was actually in the Army with, Lenny Foy, who you guys know, a good oh, friend yeah, of mine, sure. Lenny, mm-hmm. and Joe Wilder. And I said, um, do you mean, because that, that, those are both normal names, like anybody. Could, I said, do you mean Joe Wilder, Joe Wilder? <laughs> and the guy was like, he just started, he just started laughing. And he's like, um, I mean, yes. <laughs> so I show up, and you know, he walks in. So he's got like a, oh, he's very well dressed. And he had like a suitcase converted into to his trumpet. So he walks in looking like he just got off a bus, you know, <laughs> and puts the suitcase down, opens up, pulls his horn out, sets down the fourth trumpet book and could not been, could not been more of a gentleman and great guy, but the playing <laughs> just, you know, and I met him, you know, and he was, he was an old man. I mean, like, you know, almost like Bill old. <laughs> wow. At the he, time. Could still, he could still play. He could still, he could still play. Uh, but it, it, I didn't. I didn't know his solo career, and finding his solo albums is hard. They're sure. worth it, but it's really pretty amazing. But uh, he was telling me stories about. Um, oh crap! Now it's out of my head. Uh, band leader took his band to Russia. Uh, Benny Goodman. Mm. Oh yeah. About okay. playing with Benny Goodman, and he's like just telling the stories, and you know, like, um, you mean Benny Goodman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just uh, a, an absolute, very quiet legend yeah. of trumpet playing that I just don't think enough people know that name. So you got to go out and find it. And if you go look to see who he's just recorded with, you know, Dizzy Gillespie and, you know, Irby Green and, uh, you know, uh, Quincy Jones, uh, just everybody, Oliver Nelson. It's ridiculous the That's amount fantastic. of stuff that he's done. Uh, everybody should everybody should know Joe Wilder. And here's the funny part, you know, getting to know him personally over the years. Um, uh, he's a photographer. Mm. Oh, really? So one of the things we did, oh. I wish I could remember the year, the year they announced the um, the World War II uh, monument in Washington, D.C. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, my yeah. mother, my mother uh, lost her father before she was even born. My grandfather died in World War II. So she is part of this network that was, she'd been telling me about this thing was coming. So I got the phone call. Hey, we're doing this thing. So I called my mother. She was like, oh, yeah, we're going to be there. Yeah, oh, come on wow. out. So wow. we, we played in the Smithsonian, and right behind, uh, behind us was uh, the flag uh, from uh, 9-11 that flew uh, over the the Capitol mm. building. Or the, uh, the, is that right? Is that where it was? The Capitol where they flew that? 
Yeah. So the flag's yeah. like right there. And Joe and my daughter at the time, Jamie was what, two, three years old. He's like, Well, let me get some pictures. So I'm sitting right there and he takes a couple of pictures and the next gig we have, he shows up, hands me this envelope. Mm-hmm. And I open the envelope oh, and all so these cool. full eight by tens. And I'm like, Joe, oh. I, and he says, No, 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 and I ask the other guys in the band, Yeah, that's just what he does. Huh? That is so cool. That's you know, that's really great. He was just that much of a gentleman, but uh, and that's yeah. not why I put him here. I did get to know him a little bit, but you hear the 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 swing in his playing and just the great trumpet playing and just like that guy showed up and just went to work. But yeah. he was one of those trumpet players who just showed up and went to work with everybody forever. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Just Very amazing. Cool. Amazing, amazing man. Go go yeah. check out Joe Wilder. Joe Wilder. Yeah. Very cool. Well, the next one, uh, man, I, we just love her to pieces. Like, but again, yep. everyone knows her as a teacher, but we agreed on as a player, and that's oh, Marie Speciali. Yeah, come on. Marie's awesome. <laughs> No-brainer. Trailblazer, phenomenal player, Cincinnati and Chicago Civic, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But the, the stuff she was doing in Cincinnati and a long career there is when the Cincinnati Pops sort of became the Cincinnati Pops, you know, mm-hmm. along with Boston, the premier Pops orchestra in the country. And she was the one doing a lot of the solo stuff. Yeah, she was doing yeah. the solo stuff in like front of the orchestra. She, she's telling me stories about, like, working with Duke Ellington. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, what? Yeah. So what he said was, I'm going to need, and I'm going to need. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Right on it. And That's again, great. yeah, we definitely know her as a teacher. And she, you know, she was my predecessor here at IU, and then she left here to go to Rice, and she's still out doing clinics. And, you know, another shameless plug, the two of us will be in Puerto Rico on February 22nd for Trumpet right. Day there. Uh yeah. She's amazing. She's been and a great super, in the IWBC. Super positive. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's, but yeah. I, I think what gets lost in that, and she's not doing as much playing, which I told her, and I'll be open about this, I'm not okay with. Right. <laughs> she, she told me when she was uh, uh, retiring from Rice, I uh-huh. saw her, and I said, all right, so what are you playing? Well, Joey, i got to tell you, it's been, um, you know, not as much time, and I haven't really. And I said, that's fine. I got horns. We can go to my office right now. Let's go play duets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, no, no. Because I want great players playing. And Marie is a great, yeah. great, drop-dead great mm-hmm. player. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, don't sleep on that part, you know, that part of, oh, sure, great teacher, whatever. No, yeah, no, 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 no. Worth it to go find those recordings and check out what she was doing. Yeah. She predates Susan Slaughter, right, a Few by a few years, getting into the orchestra? Uh, getting into the orchestra? I don't yeah. know those dates. I'm not yeah, sure. I, don't I think she does. But those are two names. When I was in grad school, Kevin was really great about this thing about letting us know who was where. Yeah. And both of those names, and in particular Marie, he was a huge fan. So we we all knew about what was going on with her and yeah. what she was up to. Yeah, I don't yeah. I don't know which one of them would have gotten in there first. I don't know. I don't That's know. a good question. I think she did, but I think she wasn't as well known because she wasn't playing principal. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So Susan's obviously and and rightfully so yeah uh, a household name and trumpet by being principal yep. all those years in st louis yeah. kind of a no-brainer mm-hmm. yeah for sure but that's exactly why she goes on this list right she was doing a lot of all of the other stuff including all the pop stuff along mm-hmm. with playing in the orchestra come on yeah, yeah. and yeah, also no it's completely unassuming but just so happy and joyful and positive always positive but also like she won't. There. I played for her. She was conducting. She's demanding. She's demanding, yeah. right? <laughs> yes. You don't get away with anything. Yeah. She no, did she... JC's Trumpet Day yeah. uh, not all that many years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's probably been a few years ago now. But anyway, worked with one of my students and was amazing, but would not take no. her foot off the gas. 
Nor like, should you. You're going to do this. Yeah. Right. But that's exactly right. You want to stay on top of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. Because I, I think for the people that are great players that do are also great teachers, I think it's for them. It's like, well, no, it needs to be at this level. That's what yes. I did for myself. So that's what you got to do as well. Right. right. Period. Yeah. I don't understand the question. Yeah, it's just <laughs> that simple. <laughs> this is the way it is. That's awesome. All right, Brian, moving right along. Uh, uh, So, number four, Charlie Shavers, right? Yes. If you guys don't know Charlie Shavers, he's another addition. He's a a big band trumpet player and a jazz trumpet player. He did have, I think, some solo things out there, but primarily known in the big band. If you want the quick quick affix of holy moly, just (laughs) get on YouTube and go uh, put Charlie Shavers, well, get it. And it's with the Tommy mm. and Jimmy Dorsey Orchestra. <laughs> it's a two-trumpet feature that I've actually played and lots oh, of other yeah. people have played. It's the best version I've ever even considered. He is lighting the place on fire. So just uh, just one of those people that I think kind of gets lost because it wasn't like big soloist guy. He never like had his own band. He was in other people's bands all over the place and not always featured as prominently as other people. But holy moly, every time I see something, every time I run across something, like how is how right. is this not the guy? How right. do we not how do people not know? How do people how right. do people not know? Because he's just so amazing. You mm-hmm. know, and he you know, played on lots of people's bands, you know, and did all of uh, the whole big band stuff. Yeah, Tommy Dorsey Orchestra and, and lots of others. I swear there's a it's a you know, tonight show clip with uh with four trumpets that's really kind of funny and, and he's lighting it up and I'm like, mm-hmm. how do people how do we not know him? How yeah. do we not yeah. know this? You know, he's, it's yeah. really pretty amazing. Um, but yeah, Count Basie band, Louis Belsey band, uh, Lionel Hampton band. Come on. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, just everybody. And, Good and he's just unbelievable. Yeah. Well, you know, a name that didn't make this list, because I think we've, we've talked about him enough and know he's out there, Snooky Young, right? right. But another right. guy that was in but that s- same... But Snooky's much better known just yeah. for being the lead player on Basie's band. Right. And he did a lot more than just that. Mm-hmm. So I think he, you know, Snooky is much more well known, right? But uh, Charlie Shavers is in that same class, right? Of, right. Of trumpet same, player and musician, same orbit. Like it's just amazing, yeah. and but yeah. just one of those names that kind of, oh yeah, Charlie Shavers, huh? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> yeah, no, no, now, he's amazing. Well, maybe we'll change that, right? That's maybe what we we're can change that just a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right, Joey. All right. I All right, think you're number, up. We're at number three. And this yes. is one of Brian. Did I think Brian put this on the list? I don't know whether no, I, I did or not. No, did I, you put I, this on the list? This I was put you? this on the list. Wow. I think as a player, this person changed orchestral trumpet playing in the United States. That's exactly true. Yep. Mm. Right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure of the pronunciation. I may say this completely wrong, but uh, George's Maher, right? Is it Maher? Maher. 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 Yeah, right. Maher. Right, so he's essentially he's French, right? We'd have to ask JC for an official yeah. ruling, right? But George is Majer, yeah. so he came over and was principal trumpet of the Boston Symphony, right? Mm-hmm. Now, but here's the thing: at that time, so he was what from about 1920 to 1950, somewhere in that you know first half, mm-hmm. like after World War uh, yes. One through World War Two, yes. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So here's the difference: when he started, I think the default horn in most American orchestras was the B-flat trumpet. Yep. Right. But he came out of the French conservatory tradition. Yep. A lot more C trumpet. Mm-hmm. And so he came into the orchestra, 
started playing C trumpet because that's the instrument he wanted to play, and he was principal trumpet. It was principal in Paris, yeah, before he came right, here. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. So then C trumpet. Who studied with him? Oh, yeah, this list is pretty outrageous. This is amazing, so, right? <laughs> like his probably most famous student, Bud Herson. Yep. So then Bud goes out, wins the job in Chicago, and guess mm-hmm. what? Starts playing an awful lot of C trumpet. <laughs> because that's what he learned from his teacher, and that's what you do. That's what and you, you might do. think when you look around now, well, duh, you're in an orchestra, you play C trumpet. That's not universal, right. and historically, it's not even that old, right? Because if yeah, you go you over to Europe, it, yeah. you know, you go over to Europe even twenty, you know, twenty five years ago, you're still going to see a lot of B flat trumpet playing. Still do now, mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, even that's changed a little bit more. But this guy comes over, and boy. By the time, by the time we're growing up, what do you know? Are you an orchestra? You need to have a C. You see trumpet. Yeah, that's George's Macher. That's his yeah. legacy of like, no, no, no. This is what we do because he was that good and that influential by coming right. into Boston. Crazy. That's insane. Yeah. He also taught Voisin and Edelstein. <laughs> And oh, Irving, wow. Irving Saren, <laughs> right? I mean, come on, right? One of my teachers, Couch, was mm-hmm. a was a you know down the line product of, yeah, and, and Chilky too, right? Uh, I, I don't see that, but yeah, I, probably it wouldn't be. I th- it wouldn't be out of the question. I thought, yeah, because he was at New England at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he worked with Bach a lot. Yeah, but it's funny though when you peel when you peel that back that way and start looking at students and people that studied and he was the one that started that. That's that's craziness, right? Yeah, the big tree. Yeah, but that that influence and people don't. I don't think people a lot of people think about him at all. Mm-hmm. Like we think about Hirsch yep. an awful lot. Sure, uh, he didn't just come out fully sprung. <laughs> that's right. He had to yeah. come from somewhere, right? You know, when we talk about the American tradition, that the American orchestral tradition essentially. Where it is now came from mm. Paris. Yes, yeah. right. Through right. this guy, and he was yeah. two two uh, generation removed from uh, Arben. Right, his teacher studied. Right, his te- yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that's insane. Beautiful. Yeah, right. He's like yeah. Arben's trumpet grandson. Grandson, yeah. <laughs> right. Arben is his grand teacher. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, and deserves that, and, and that to be gener- on the list. And of course, and and that tree. If you look at somebody like Schilke, who taught an awful lot in Chicago. Yeah, including one of my high school teachers grew up in Chicago, studied with Shilke. Mm. <laughs> That's how short that line can be. It's very quick. And yeah, no, already can... and already a name that virtually you know kind of goes away unless you're really you know hardcore trumpet geeks like us. So you're saying that you're you're Jean Baptiste Arbin's great 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 grandson. I like that. I do like that. <laughs> I'll take it. I got the numbers right. Yeah. Now he played a lot of cornet, though, didn't he? He did. Yes, he did. Then Brian was just waiting <laughs> to pounce on that. <laughs> I, I figured I'd get there earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Great call on the that. list, no doubt yeah. about it. That yeah. that is a name that I that my undergrad teacher talked about a lot. So that, that was good. that was on my sure. that was on my radar yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, the next one is another one Joey put on here, but we all are kind of aware of the name. Now we you know and this Ra- one. You and Racy. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Because this is another one that, if you know, you're like, well, duh. Right. <laughs> but Except if you that don't the, know. The research revealed a little bit of a problem for me, actually, Uh-oh. for us. Uh-oh. Yeah. So uh, remember we played a game a couple of weeks ago when I said I would name a state and you had to pick one trumpet player. I was going to bring this up. Yeah. <laughs> and I said Montana, and you all said, well, of course. It's Vizzuti. Except that you and Racy was born 
in yeah. Glasgow, Montana. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right. right. He was. Mm-hmm. Cage match. Shameful. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty Of course, amazing. then on to L.A., MGM, you know, session player there for film and whatever else. And, I, I, and again, talk about somebody that played with everybody. You mm-hmm. know, you just want to look through. So it, you've seen him. If you've seen movies from, you know, <laughs> uh, from your parents or grandparents' time, you've heard Yuan Racy as he played. Exactly. Yeah. He played all everything. Of them. He was just yeah. one of those people. But also uh, a teacher. A great you know, teacher. Uh, this is like, from what I understand. I remember, uh, well, Clay Jenkins told me this. is like when he moved to L.A., he's like trying to break in. They're like, well, you got to go see Yuan. So, you know, whenever it had a mm-hmm. lesson, I was like, what was that like? He's like, oh. It's the greatest. Now, he yeah. had polio when he was young, so he had a hard, right. a little hard time getting around. Crutches, mm. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but he said, oh, no, it, it was the absolute best. So, and maybe the, the best compliment I've ever been given was that same week a kid asked about range or something. And I said, well, here's what I do. And I took him to this little thing. And I said, well, Clay, you know, what do you got for this? And he goes, that's exactly what you on Racy told me to do. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm nice. on to something. You know, it's like when I get that, I'm like, I've okay, I've invented something that already exists. But you know, we talk about the big bands and the the playing. You know, you on Racy, Frank Sinatra, uh, Peggy Lee, Benny Carter. Uh, you know, at Louis mm. Belson's band, uh, Billy May's bands, and stuff like that. He was that guy in the L.A. studio back when the time when. You hadn't heard of any of those guys' names. Yeah, yeah. You know those people like you know we know we know a lot of the LA studio players now, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but sure. back then not nearly as well known because huh, they're in studios and they're playing, and he was he was he was that person. Right. Wayne Bergeron tells a great story about going to study with Yuan, and um, having to play for an hour trying to play a G on the staff as softly as he could and just sweating bullets. <laughs> he was like, I just couldn't do it. And he said, no, if you want to be able to play, you have to figure out how to do this. And made him do it for an hour. <laughs> he said, I was sweating. Yeah. Right. Great story. Oh. Are you saying this is the whisper G? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Brian's whisper G, yeah. 20 minutes. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. All right, Brian. Well, you're, uh, you know, this comes back around to you, and you get to round out this top ten list. And this was one that was unanimous. And I, I couldn't go unanimous. anywhere else, could it? No. I don't think so. I mean, no. no. In fact, I think we may have landed on this first and then filled in the rest of the list. <laughs> right. Yes. Everything else rotates around it, this. If anyone is unsung, <laughs> this we should it. We should let it sit there for a second, let people guess. Yeah, it takes just number a second. One. Number, Talk amongst right. yourselves. We've gone through, right? Yeah. So we've Ray Cressera, Joan Hines, Vince Penzarella, Tony Cadillac, yeah. Joe Wilder, Marie Speziali, Charlie Shavers, George Mauger, Yuan uh, Racy, and... Who is it? Who is it? Number one. Anton Weidinger. Anton Weidinger. <laughs> Where else could it go? <laughs> I. There was no other choice. No. Not not if we're going to do, do it right and be responsible. That's right. right. That was the way to go. Without Somebody him, just drove their car into a tree. <laughs> Without Anton, yeah, none of this happens. None of it. That's right. Like none somebody's figuring out how do I make the trumpet play chromatically? Who's going to do that for me? He's Anton. The guy. Yeah, Anton. Anton, Anton just talked that he was he was like the lead cat in town, right? Like he was the guy. <laughs> he was he yes, was the lead cat, and then he was drinking buddies with Haydn, and he's mm-hmm. like, look. 
I got an idea. <laughs> We're going to do this thing. Hines like, what? I'm old. <laughs> I'm done writing concertos. <laughs> like, no, no, no. <laughs> I need you to write a trumpet concerto, but I can play chromatically. I got this new axe. I've yeah. been working like, with a guy. Really? <laughs> I've been working with I got a thing. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. I, I'm starting a brewery. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> the new Esther Hazy IPA. <laughs> wow. You're, You're welcome. Out. And I'm out. You're out. <laughs> oh. yeah. And then a few years later, what Hummel's on tour. Yeah. Right? right. And he goes, Have I I know I'm playing like in this stuff in the back of the orchestra while you're here on tour but have i got an idea for you this <laughs> hey, is listen, gonna be you got great. a second you got a second i want let me run this past you yeah, yeah, come here i want to show you something yeah. look, look, yeah. What the, look what i can do imagine yeah. a trumpet but i can play chromatically you got, so you, you want to write me something so the mugere thing fine he so he converts everyone to see trumpet for the orchestra yeah but by comparison yeah, right on. we can play chromatically because of what weidinger did yeah. Otherwise, we're essentially glorified timpanists. Because think about this. If Weidinger hadn't done what he did, then it doesn't lead to the valve. There's no yep. valve. There's no cornet. There's no conservatory. There's no Arben. Right. right. No Arben, no Majer. Back to the future of trumpet. Anton Weidinger is the linchpin in this whole thing, right? He's the Marty McFly of trumpet. He's the Marty McFly of trumpet. <laughs> Anton Weidinger. Wow. <laughs> it's the Marty McFly. <laughs> I think I'm glad we landed there. That's great. Yeah. People should know there is an, we do have another list. <laughs> I don't think we could talk about Which that we list. Can't, we can't reveal that. No, list. and why? Because no. we're going to be positive. Yes. We're, yes. Because we're, we're, we're good people. It's a better list. <laughs> it's a more entertaining list. It, it is a more, more entertaining list. Even though this one ended up pretty entertaining. This is really a good list. Yeah. If you this want to ask us about list. the other list, you have to do that in person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Plus well, with a we're lot all gonna, of alcohol. All, th but, all, th all three of us are going to be at National Trumpet Competition. All three of us are we'll going to be, be at uh, ITG this year. Mm -hmm. That's we'll right. Be there. Feel free to come chat us up. Yep. We're, yep. Always, we're always ready to talk. Don't talk yeah. to me. Especially about Vininger. Yeah, and Brian really wants to hang a lot. So <laughs> Brian <laughs> yeah. loves to be around people. Yes. We all should, sorts we should, of people. We should auction off a hang with Brian. <laughs> yeah. This would be great. <laughs> Twenty-three cents. Yeah, uh, top bidder. That'd be, be awesome. great. Be worth it. All right, boys. <laughs> time for no offense, as if we've not been offensive at all tonight. <laughs> Look, if you're not going down the rabbit hole after today, you are doing it wrong. Spend some time to get to know some of the names that we mentioned tonight. And, you know, not because they're household names, but make them a part of your sphere of influence. Let your students know about these amazing players as well. Go down the rabbit hole and check out these unsung heroes of trumpet. It's, we'll post these on the website. So yeah, yeah, but it's just that track. simple. You gotta, you, you should know these people. Yeah. And if you, if you don't know, now you do. Now you got no excuse. Mm-hmm. And even if you didn't know Vidinger, you didn't realize until we <laughs> unpacked it for you yeah. right. about the influence. Right. Because now influence. you know. And I think, you know, the big thing, Joey, the, the big reveal was the Majer thing with the orchestra. But again, I got to peel that back. That's why. That's why. No Majer, he's there's only no Arbin. There's no Arbin. If there's no valve, there's no valve. If there's no Vidinger. That, that's where it all happens. Done. That's why Vidinger's number one, and it's not close. <laughs> Not yeah. Close. So make sure you check out his recordings. He did it's a lot of uh, live streaming, I think. Right. I'll bet Vininger could play the heck out of that clover leaf thing. <laughs> that what four is leaf that? clover. The oh. four leaf clover leaf killing solo. It. That e totally flat killing it. Well, it's E flat. 
Flowerdale. He's ready. They're talking about Flowerdale. Cloverdale. What is it? Corley Flowerdale. I think it is. Anyway, I could hear right now. I can hear him in my head playing that. Totally. Down an octave, out of tune. It's awesome. (laughs) The saxophone pads. With those saxophone pads on there. (laughs) Little hybrid trumpet mouthpiece. Totally. (laughs) And Haydn weeping in the corner. (laughs) Why did I write it? Huddled in the fetal position. Why didn't I encourage this? This seemed like a good idea at the time. (laughs) All right, boys. Well, listen, that should about do it for today. Hey, stay tuned, tell your friends and neighbors, and go find those unsung heroes of trumpet. So long for now, remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.